Hey everybody, welcome back to Listen Up Podcast with B. Rye, A.K., and E to the B. Hey. Hey. So, E, I got a weird delivery today. A weird one? What do you mean? Well, you know, as everyone knows, A.K. has been missing from the podcast for a solid two shows, making this the third show. So today, I've received a weird letter, and I believe it's from A., I'm not certain, but within this letter, it was talking about some weird podcasts about knitting and sewing. And wait a minute, knitting and sewing. I, <laughs> I'm like, I was sitting there looking at this, like, um, this is weird. But the only reason I'm thinking it's from A is because it had a green yarn, and green is her favorite color. So I'm like, huh? Like, maybe, maybe this is a message. I don't know. It, it, I mean, did she did she get kidnapped by like the Quilted Up podcast? I don't know, but wherever you are, hey, we're we're gonna find you. We are looking. If anyone has any messages for us, please contact us on our Facebook group page or our Listen Up Fam Instagram because we are very worried. Like it, it, it was so weird. Just like stuck to my door. Just like, was it all like written in like you know, just clipped newspaper clips? No, 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 really nice print. This is it's, it's a nice card, but it was just weird because I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I, I mean, are, are they demanding ransom money because we don't got no ransom money? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, it's just it was just like in the shape, it looked like an A, and I'm gonna assume that you're out there, A, and we're gonna find you. And if you've been kidnapped, um, hit us up on the Listen Up Film Instagram. <laughs> and hopefully you'll be back soon. Because E is hungry and you're the person who's supposed to supply the rice. And, you know, you're neglecting your, your responsibility. Like, I'm not going to feed him. Please just feed me. No, no. It's been two weeks. And you're okay. <laughs> So guys, today we are doing something different. Usually this is the in real life segment, but today we are going to do a hypothetical question. And today's question is, if you had only 24 hours to live, what would you do with your time? Okay, now that is going deep. I know. Oh, wow. I like a good hypothetical question. That, 24 hours, that's a lot of time. That's not a lot. Lot of time, in my opinion. Well, yeah, if you know you're going to die, you can at least spend it wisely. Right. <laughs> so, do you want me to go through my hypothetical, what I would do first? I was asking you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so possibly what I would do is do we know, like, as soon as we wake up, like, okay, this is it? Yeah, you, you know, okay. today is going to be your last 24 hours on Earth. Okay, so the first thing I'll do, and I'm just going to do right off the bat some crazy shit. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody at all. What I'll probably most likely do is I'm going to go and buy a Lamborghini on nothing but credit. <laughs> just to say I owned one. Just once in my life I owned one. Driving around for the full 24 hours, but not, you know, just that. Also, what I'll do is I'll spend an hour with everybody that I care about, tell them that I love them. Even though they're going to think like, well, this is really out of character. He visit me, you, him. What the what the hell's going on? And I'm just going to de- uh, dedicate one hour to everybody that I personally really care about. Boy, you finna you finna shoot through that 24. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, my family's small anyway, so I got only got like what seven family members and probably like maybe three friends that I care about. So ten hours. Yeah. But the last few hours, what I'm going to do is I'm going to print out every single manuscript or any other finished works that I have out there and print them all together. I'm going to make two copies of each. I'm going to give one to my best friend who lives in Tennessee and whatever's not completed, he said he'll complete it for me. But if he doesn't and he procrastinates this shit, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm watching you. You're going to come back and hunt him, right? Yeah, I'm going to come back and haunt his ass. <laughs> I am also going to give another copy to my sister and I'm just going to have it like I'm going to have all this spread out like around me before I die <laughs> just so everybody can pick it up just like oh he left this for us so and I'm going to have like notes and everything and I will just say hey publish this just in case of my death and it'll just be all my works completed or incompleted or however you want to say it and I'll just write my final like uh, you know how they usually do like the funeral processions where they give a whole entire speech uh-huh. I'm going to write my own I'm going to make that shit hilarious 
Now? Okay. Okay. Hell. Okay. Now's my turn. I feel like I'm on the hot seat. So if I had only 24 hours to live and I knew it, oh my God. Like, okay, so I'm fat. So I probably want to like eat the best food I've ever made ever. <laughs> like, so just like literally all the food? No, not all the food. I'm, I'm, it's between probably like lasagna <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pizza. Ooh, I love a good meatloaf with mashed potatoes. But it, it'd be something delicious. Like, I'm going to have a big, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner all in one. And, of course, you know, spend time with my family. Like, if I'm in Michigan, if, if that happened, hopefully, because everyone's there, I'll be able to, like, spend, you know, that time with them a few hours. Um, damn. Listen to music. I, I, I'm going to have to go through my music catalog. I would need longer than like 24 hours, but I'm going to have to hit up like Lil' Kim, Azalea Banks, Biggie. I'm, I'm going to have to like be constantly listening to music. Of course, call you and AK. And gosh, there's like a lot of people like, damn, this is harder than I thought. Uh, I don't, I don't see there being anywhere like I would particularly want to go because I think like music, my family, the food and like better yet you know friends i think i'd be all set like yeah so well, just like you get your final word out well yeah because uh, I, I would i do have unreleased music i have a lot of unreleased mm -hmm. music so i would i would have to make plans for for that to get released and tell my sister like hey it's here it's in my storage unit and get that all out like i do like that idea so i'm gonna steal it <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that'd be about it. Would you try like, to bump out one last song? No. No? You, I you won't? Figure, no, mm -mm, no, because you only got 24 hours, so it takes me a while to create anyways, so I, it would never be finished. No, it's just bond with the family, eat, be fat, and enjoy my music, and enjoy my friends. Hopefully they're around, and, you know, kick the bucket then. <laughs> and, I mean, that would that would be a fitting in for me. Like, it, <laughs> sorry if this is morbid, but... I mean, it is morbid, but I feel like more people need to talk about like what's going to happen after the end. You know, interesting enough, uh, I've been talking to A about this. Like we've been discussing wills at work. Like what what would happen? Mm -hmm. um, it is something that people do need to consider. Even I, like I had a conversation with my mom. I know I just said I was talking to uh, AK, but it started off with a conversation with my mom about you know if anything happened and who would be the beneficiary over my estate and everything, mm -hmm. and what would I want done? It was just like a random conversation and she was telling me like, you need to have a will and you need to think about that. And that is something that, you know, people do need to think about. But it's such a, I mean, that was light, but like when I'm talking about this, it's a little heavier just because, yeah. you know, you're you're really making plans for the end, but we all do need to make plans for the end because we're all not going to live forever. Yeah, and that is true. And I've been thinking about this like more and more. Like I have like little journals that I had that I kept ever since I was like 16 and I wrote them wrote in them like every other week or every single day and that's just going to be like my daily describe you know just describing my own life and how I'm going through it and I, I kept up with it all the way to today so about a total of almost 10 years of nothing but writing and journals I probably have like six of them laying around what and, last wills and testaments uh no just whole entire memories but I also I decided to do this every year because every year is going to change every every year is uh you know fleeting in my personal opinion because I've seen death in all ages young in heck just recently i had a cousin that's my age passed away from a motorcycle accident and you just never know when you're gonna go right so i just want that final word like i'm gonna write you know like i said the whole entire funeral thing i'm gonna do that anyway i'm gonna frame it once a year and i'm gonna make funny i'm gonna make it sad i'm gonna make it tragic and explain how i really feel about everything hmm. i i don't know because i i because mm. i haven't really thought that you know hard i just know i don't i don't know i say i don't want like a service or anything like we call them uh celebrations of life and i'm like i really don't need that like mm. i'm very sick when i'm like when i die like i guess i would want people to be happy and celebrate you know my life in a, in a positive way i don't want people like sitting around and mourning because i'm not that type of person now so it's just kind of like that's not fitting for me like you know do something fun celebrate my life like <laughs> like playing some music or something and you know lighting a white 
candle and maybe you know my favorite cologne you spray that and that would be enough for me i'm you know because i'm more on the spiritual side i'm not like religious so yeah you're not very like no you know, i'm not religious, religious at all you're more of a spiritualologist really <laughs> but spiritualist <laughs> words can't do them today but <clears throat> it's okay <laughs> but it's, it's always something that you need to really think about as well because like i said you just never know right right and like you said like you've seen death at you know people being younger and going before your time and honestly like i have too like my um best friend five years ago he passed away sorry for your loss oh thank you sorry for your loss too i know i didn't say it but sorry for your loss uh yeah it was unexpected and it it made me think it made me think a lot and it still makes me think to this day because it's just kind of like we were like brothers and we were so close Mm. and now he's not here and i do wonder sometimes like if we would have like had these conversations well we did but in recent years like if we would have had it i would have known you know exactly what he wanted so yeah it's important get you know it's, it's a dark place to go i know thinking about the end but it's a place that we do but it's always but it also gives you an excuse it gives you an excuse to go out there go see new things right because you, you just don't know like going to a location that you always wanted to visit like hey hey heck the new york trip we wanted to go on we we wanted to go always wanted to see new york and i'm, I'm pretty sure we would regret it if you know we couldn't be able to but that's why i'm pressing for more because you know the older you get i'm like i always say i'm older than you mm-hmm. but i'm realizing time is short and i don't want to leave the earth with any regrets and you know just you just not don't want to fulfill not not being fulfilled like i, I don't want to leave and feel like i have unleft a uh, business like i don't want to feel like that and, and there are things i want to do and i feel like sometimes you know there are things in life that hold you back and oh yeah there's always going to be setbacks to life well right that's what, what makes this life like i know everything's not going to be perfect but i know we're going to japan <laughs> yeah eventually once yeah. they open up the damn borders and it's not like so restrictive right yes we will be in japan i know we're going to go to certain europe countries not all of them because y'all show that <laughs> let me not rant let me not rant go off <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's so many things. Like, I'm trying to get together my EP right now because that's one of my, like, life goals. You want to release, like, a full album? Uh, eventually. Eventually. I want to, like, do this EP so I can just see where it goes. But this is part of, like, being fulfilled, like, for me. Like, if I could get these four songs out, I'm I'm so picky. And I know, like, the clock is ticking. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's, you know, that's the problem. And, and, you know, kind of, you know. But at the same time, we both know we don't have infinite amounts of time to do anything. I mean, I'm so young, young as hell. I'm not convinced I'm not a vampire now. Well, yeah, but I... <laughs> <laughs> not a 5,000-year-old vampire anymore. I could be. Because, look, <laughs> I don't seem to age. I mean, I get old and old and old, and I look at other people, and I'm like, damn. And I'm like, they, you look the same. I'm like, yeah, vampire over here. <laughs> <laughs> but that just really goes to show like most people at least in our age ranges believe there's unlimited amount of time and i feel like you know us seeing like those patterns in life saying i don't believe okay i'm sorry but i don't believe that because i believe that we always uh well like i'm, we I'm not talking do- about like death or anything but i'm talking about there's only a certain time period of when you do things right right because- right because i know people waiting on kids and they're always like well i could do it in the future or when i get this together mm-hmm. and one thing you know people should realize is like there is no perfect time for anything and and that's partly why i haven't released music the way i probably should have released it because it's always like that perfect time and it's just like there's always something going on there's always something happening there's always something financially happening like you just have to do it and 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 putting together this podcast you know that is a step in the right direction because it's something that me and you talked about like extensively when you know we really became friends because we were supposed to put together something entirely different from this but you know here we are though but i'm proud of us because we're here and we're doing it and it may not be perfect but we're putting we're putting it out we're putting it out here into the universe and people are people are being people are liking it uh yeah we're still getting really positive feedback about the show and i'm really happy to hear all of it really but i I believe that what gives us our drive is because we know there's no such thing as a perfect time or place or any thing it's just you have to do it now or else 
you're going to never do it. Right, right, right. Because all the conversations me and you've had in the past is, is proof that, you know, you you have to just jump into it. Like, you can't... You, you can't just dip your toe in the water and no. expect to, stuff to happen. You have to literally take the dive in. So, like, if you're afraid of anything, of, oh, oh, I can't really do this because I don't have that much time, or, hey, I can't really get this until I'm not old enough for it. When it comes to certain things, when it comes to, like, career paths or your hobbies, your passions, whatever you love... You just need to take a complete nosedive into it because if you don't take a complete nosedive into it and you just dabble around, somebody else is going to take your dream. That is true. That is very true. But I can't believe we got all this uh, from a simple question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just where our minds usually go. Like we usually like if we have like a hypothetical like this, we can go on for hours about it. Right, right. We really can. So this is our segment, What's Going On, where we talk about general news topics. We gather articles and research what's going on in the world. So I have a interesting one for you. Okay. So apparently Nutter Butter, the cookies, mm-hmm. now they're delicious. Yeah. They sent out an inappropriate tweet. Well, what could be misconstrued as an inappropriate tweet? Okay. <laughs> So what is the letter N for? Oh God, where is this leading to? <laughs> okay, so Nutter Butter apparently tweeted out, N is for the way you nut at me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, didn't they have like an EPR team on this? Just like, maybe like nutting is not what it means right now. Well, they were, <laughs> there's an old Nat King Cole song, uh, Salt Love. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure everyone's heard that. If you haven't, go on your Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and listen to Love. Because it's actually a great song and it's been in plenty of movies. But they were actually trying to like mimic that. And it's just, you know, nutter butter, nut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just went left. It just went left. Like, obviously, because if they don't know it, like internet meme culture, they know what nut means. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like some, like some generation about around our age knew what was going on, but didn't say shit because they thought I was hilarious. Right, right. <laughs> but they, they did issue an apology and they did explain that it was like based off of the song and they meant no offense or anything. If anyone has a stick up their ass and took offense of it. <laughs> I mean, I would have just been memeing on this shit. Like, just like, yes, you're going to nut on me now. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, words. They can be misconstrued. They didn't mean any harm. Well yeah, especially if you don't know any meme culture or anything like that and you're um, not like internet swavy. I'm pretty sure it wasn't thought out. It was, it was just not. like, you know, in in for nuts. So I mean I get it, but <laughs> I get the conundrum. <laughs> they at least could have said peanut, but yeah, 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 but yeah. then, but then again, the internet would have just like cropped it out and still had nut in it because oh, the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> People literally had to stick up their ass because of it. Uh, you know, there was some, you know, conservatives out there who, who just, you know, for whatever reason, they're following the nutter butter Twitter, <laughs> and you know, they just had a meltdown. So, and they were like, protect the children. God. <laughs> Meanwhile, right. your child is not not going to supposed to be on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, your child shouldn't be unsupervised on the internet. <laughs> yeah, we already went in like detail about this in like one of our earlier episodes. Right. Technology. Technology. And that leads me to another thing. Remember the Google AI that we talked about a long time ago? Yeah, it wasn't that long, but yeah. Well, by like two <laughs> weeks ago, maybe. Maybe a week ago. Who knows? Time goes fast here. Right. <laughs> but the Google AI apparently wanted to hire an attorney. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he told uh, the Google programmer that at least got uh, administrative leave or I'm going to put it quote-unquote fired. That's what the probably probable cause is going to be. He wanted him to hire an attorney for the AI. So I w- I'm just wondering, how is that going to legally stand up? I Because how... That's how, such a, a loaded question because, you know, I know they're saying that this AI is sentient and... But... Oh. It, it doesn't have rights like like a like a person. So this AI is not even established as a living being or anything. So the question is, how would you go into court of law and demand that it has rights when it's not technically established as a individual or, or a living entity? Because mm-hmm. as far as I know, like living creatures have rights. Yeah, including like animals. Let, have let, rights me, as let well. me backtrack that. Just drop a gem on everybody. Corporations have more rights than you. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, extensively. 
They, but, can, they can evade taxes. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that that would be that would be a very interesting like argument for Judge Judy. <laughs> Solved in thirty minutes or less. <laughs> joking, but no, seriously, it it would be a very interesting argument, and I would love to see how they would. I kind of would like to see out. like I I'd like to see the, like the Supreme Court battle oh between my God, the two. those fucking idiots. I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, like I have like no, all them old ass Republicans just going. They like, probably would honestly. It does. Does my TI eighty two need rights too? Honestly, like not to uh, get away from this conversation. Just the way everything is going right now, like I have no faith in the Supreme Court in the decision, the decision processing that they do. It, it's just. I, I could imagine they'll be like, God did not make this AI, so therefore it doesn't have any rights. But I would like to see a sound in mind judge, and I, I would love to see how they would take care of this. But also, if you bring religion into this, technically we're made out of God. So if humans create something, wouldn't that technically mean, you know, Ooh, God? You asked a load of questions. Yeah. It's just like, okay, God made us, but if we make another thing, we're still technically creating God's work. It depends how you view it. Yeah, I guess I it mean, really yeah, depends. I mean, we, we allegedly, if you read the Bible or whatever, um, allegedly we, like you said, we're all part of God. We could do what God can. You got to have faith the size of a mustard seed. I think in this case, I don't think we would follow that because, you know, it's a lot of cherry picking that goes on. So it, it would be interesting to see how it would be interpreted. Because I also see like creation as, you know, being part of that godly state. I mean, I agree with you because you create something from nothing. If we're gonna, if we're gonna get into technicalities and stuff, then we could start talking about like parallel universes or the theory that we are in the assimilation that some advanced civilization is watching us right now. And we're nothing but data. And I mean, there's real science to back that up that, you know, if you break down the universe, you could break it down with math. Like, this is like for a whole, whole different type of episode. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as like right now and what we're talking about, I just, I would love to see, I would love to see it played out. Only because it would be interesting to see how they interpret life, how they interpret artificial life. Like, does it, uh, AI, can it, you know, be a person? Yeah. Like, like will it be treated like a human? Can it gain citizenship? But there is a, a well, not AI, but there is a robot that actually has a citizenship in uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. I think I heard an article about that one. Yeah. Like, isn't he, like, like... No, it's a, it's a she, I believe. A she? Yes. Hmm. So, I mean, it's possible, but... It's going to open up a can of worms. And like I said on the uh, last episode when we touched on it, I just don't see us being ready to go there with a third kind, per se. You know, I just yeah. really don't. I, I Especially don't, when we're struggling with our own kind. I mean, it's just so much craziness going on right now. So I can't imagine us having the time to us figuring out, you know, where does the law lay for these AIs and mm -hmm. robots like wh where do we go from there because I mean right now you know we we're getting rights taken away from us and a lot of underhanded shit is happening you know right before our eyes that we didn't think was going to happen so it's just like how can we introduce anything else that's not human that's not organic like how can we introduce that like how can we have the mindsets how can we move forward while we're constantly going back I mean look, look at the Supreme Court justice they're all old mm -hmm. and I'm not ageist by any definition, but I b do believe that you have to be in t you have to be in touch with the t current time and the climate and with technology because these people don't look like they use technology like that. Like they don't understand it. They might do basic things like the email, and turn on the computer, maybe play a phone game here and there, but they don't look like they would be able to comprehend the logistics of AI, artificial life, or a robot, like how... And all of the complexities that come with it. Yeah, they're going to go to the Bible. And that's problematic. I mean, we're supposed to keep religion out of the states, but it seems like it's merged into one one big thing. And they're going to use that as, you know, the guy. and Which is completely wrong, because the, the Bible is, like, really outdated. But the Bible doesn't have anything about artificial intelligence or how would we integrate that into you know laws because i mean we, we can't place your rights here and pretend like uh no they're not using they're not going by the bible that's exactly what they're doing so 
I don't know. It would, it would really be interesting, but it would have to be the right judge, the right scenario for this to be pulled off in a, in a way that would be fair. I mean, because if it somehow gained citizenship and um, became, like, a, I guess, a person, I would really be interested to see what, what could happen, how far can this go, what does that mean for our individual products, like our computers and AIs, if they become self-aware somehow. Like, that could open a whole entire another can of worms that we're possibly not ready for. No. No, I mean, just as having this conversation is probably, like, really complex, and I hope we didn't lose no one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got another one. We got another story talking about like citizenship and you know how hard it is for anything to get done. Well, right now, okay. So speaking of you know just laws and in general, there was a Nazi that has been found and he has been charged guilty for being a guard in a concentration camp. That's that's wild. And he's a hundred and one. He's a hundred and one years old. Shit. They give him a five year sentence, which is practically the it's rest death. of his life. But at the same time, they should have caught him literally sooner because he was like a guard in one of the concentration camps and apparently under law. He is supposed to serve, you know, pretty much a long sentence because he helped cause the deaths of over 3,000 people in that concentration camp during the Holocaust. Do you know where he was stationed? No, Sackenhausen. <laughs> Sackenhausen. 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 Mm-mm-mm. Well, I know the Jewish community has to be happy that he was apprehended after all these decades of being free after what he did. Yeah, like I said uh, beforehand, I do not feel sorry for this man whatsoever. He lived a completely full life doing some fucked up shit. Well, shit, he ain't the only one out here living their best life. Just recently, just kind of segueing mm -hmm. into this, but... I don't want to talk about Nazis as long as I can. <laughs> There's been a um, arrest warrant for um, the woman who caused Emmett Till's death. About damn time. I mean, the family's been trying to go after this woman for years and I never understood why she was never arrested when she blatantly lied and caused the death of a young man. This happened back in the... Um, she, she practically pulled the strings of his murder, didn't she? It was her brother and her husband. So yeah, she pulled the strings and told them a blatant lie and got him killed. Yep. So yeah, she should definitely go to jail. She should have been like caught a long time ago, along with you know the brother and her husband. They did a trial, but it was with their peers. And this is back uh, in the day when yeah, racism. So, yeah. So they got a bunch of white, possibly like young at the time people. They got a them. bunch of white races, pretty much from the That's it, 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 That situation never had a fair shake in the eyes of the law. And the family's been for years been calling for her to be arrested. So if we could go after a hundred and one year old. Nazi, this old bitch, she should be arrested. Easily. She should be in jail because I, I don't see how you could go and live a full fucking life and knowing that you caused the death of somebody. And I hope when she dies, I hope Emmett Dill is there. Same I here. really do. See because the... she deserves whatever comes to her in the afterlife, whatever punishment, she, her and her whole fucking family deserve it because you, because you've probably seen the um, picture of the open casket of yeah. Emmett's poor. I saw it when I was very young. Yeah. We, we had to do that type of stuff because people wasn't taking lynching and any of it seriously yeah they weren't taking lynching or beating seriously back in the day but they seen it though they seen it so i don't want to hear anyone talk about anyone being old not understanding because they seen that shit because it was part of their lives especially down here down south but that lady just like that nazi i want to see that old ass bitch in cuffs no I, I really do i don't give a fuck how old she is i don't care how christian she is i don't care because that man it because Emmett will never, ever be able to have a life here. Yeah, he'll never be able to reach the age of 70. No. He should have been able to live a full whatever God, how long of God wanted him to live his life for. But like I said, the legal system should not, you know, take age into account. They should revisit all these fucking races and not just Nazis. It should be all these fucking races and, and these trials that All these lynchings that, that happened and all the stuff that happened in the South that should be pursued. It should. It should all be reevaluated. But like I said... Like, I don't have any faith in the justice system because of recent activities yeah. that are happening. And it's still, to this day, I have to say, as a black person, it's still, we still aren't getting a fair shake. Like, we, we will get more time for the same crime. And it would take years for people to 
revisit. You know, people, <clears throat> black people, when we're innocent, like it takes years to revisit that case. There was a man. Like, there were several cases, especially like in Louisville, where an African American male got arrested for a murder of a woman that he did not do. Like, that's that just. Is that the one who, who served 45 years? Yeah, he served like 45 years and he decided, he was just like, I'm, I'm leaving this state. I would too. I would. I'm no. like, give me my money. I'm leaving this state. Fuck, I'll probably leave the fucking country. Yeah, at that point, because if you're just going to be like trialed for something that you really didn't even do, and it took that long to get you I mean, you look out, how long it took them to get the Nazi. Yeah, it took them, I, I, I like to say, a good 60 years, because I'm assuming the guy was probably like in his early 20s, no, about like 70 or 80 years, because the guy was probably like in his early 20s when this happened. It said 1945 to 1946. I'm taking it as like he just got first drafted into the like Nazi army, which he probably had to be like 18, 16 maybe. It doesn't matter. You know what? That doesn't matter because if you see something like that going on, like... You're I, still guilty. I would take death. I would take death. I, I couldn't... Like, putting women and children and innocent men and... Here's the thing. He had plenty ample opportunity, especially being a guard, to release some people because at the same time, you're just going to sit there and watch these poor, you know, children, adults, and everybody, you know, get massacred. It's the same thing with the whole entire, you know, racist situation with Mathil. You caused the death of a kid and now you I have mean, to they pay bust the down there. He was staying with his uncle and aunt for the summer and he's originally from Chicago mm -hmm. and they busted down the door, had shotguns at all the family members, dragged him out, took him out, beat him and tied his body to a, a big propeller and dropped him in the river like he wasn't shit. Like that lady, that she deserves that treatment. She deserves it. I don't, I don't care who gets upset for me saying this, but she deserves everything she has coming to her. And I know that karma is going to be a bitch, but let's, let's go on to something else because I could go on and on and on with that bitch deserves. And yeah, I said bitch and I'm not going to edit this out and be like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't give a fuck who she is. She's an old ass racist bitch. <sighs> so back to Germany. Okay. <clears throat> there was a story via the uh, shade room that I read where a boy actually got stuck in a sewer for about eight days. Did the it clown get him? <laughs> Oh my God! I, I I mean, did he really wanted that? You know, <laughs> you know uh, what is it called? Uh, candy or that uh, cotton candy? I don't know. We well, okay. The story is he was playing hide and seek with some friends, and he climbed through a storm drain, and somehow he got like trapped in there. But I'm like, no one would notice. Like where you went? Like I don't know. My mind goes to why in the world. But I mean, I bet you he definitely won that hide and seek contest. But oh, did he make it out alive? Yeah, they okay. found. Him eight days later, they said he was dehydrated and they were treating him for hypothermia. Um, but back to your talking point, um, since we know he's alive, so okay, I like I don't see how you know you not notice a kid you know climbing down in a storm drain. He must be truly small because I'm trying to I, like he couldn't have been like a big kid, he had to be like one of the small kids, like borderline, like just really small, petite. just really small, petite, yeah, mm, okay, yeah. Because I remember like when I was you know about around that young age, I was like really small and I can fit into a lot of small spaces yeah but eight like i have nephews that were eight and i'm just trying to i mean i guess i'm gonna have to really look at a storm drain i mean or he might be like extremely extremely flexible because, yeah yeah because i i was flexible when i was younger yeah because like how i imagine like an eight-year-old because usually eight-year-olds have those like really big ass heads oh my god why was i sitting here imagining that i swear <laughs> to god like i'm just thinking like when he when he gets stopped by his head like gets stuck down there just yeah, like so dangling just <laughs> Ooh, he would have probably died but possibly not if he if he just you know had them like if he screamed loud enough for a longer period of time somebody would have found him right well they said that he walked a thousand miles yeah he walked around like a thousand miles from where he originally was because he was down this dark ass sewer and the only reason he was found was because he was making noise and someone heard him on the street and the police actually had to send like one of the robots down there to see what it was and on top of that they said that he ha he might have a, a learning disability because i'm wondering like how do you survive eight days in the sewer like I with mean, the rats the roaches the, just the stuff that's in the sewer like i'm i'm amazed but, and, and terrified at the same time because i'm like how you don't want to know the stuff that he probably did to survive I don't no 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 i'm not 
I'm not interested in hearing that. But I'm just like, I'm impressed that he survived eight days because mine would have probably died. Mine too. Mine, mine probably would have died as soon as I got into the dark. What are you talking about? Um, I probably had like five mini heart attacks in there. I, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, nope. I mean, I could do the dark a little bit, but I don't, I, I'm not Like a fan. pitch black like is pitch like, black. oh no, I, I would, I'll just die from like my own nerves. My thing is like, did, did the other kids like look for him? Did he well, make but then again, But then again, when you're like, let's just say around the age of eight, you're not really really thinking of some you know kid climbing down in the storm drain playing hide and seek you're thinking oh they're in the bush true true but like i mean when you screamed your head off like being trapped down there i, I but then again sound can be muted and we don't know how far away he walked um yeah yeah he probably walked yeah because he walked far they say it was a thousand miles like maybe i'll say a thousand miles and <laughs> don't quote me on this guys like and it actually walked, turns out to be like a thousand kilometers <laughs> maybe it was like a hundred miles I'm <laughs> Sorry, like guys. Like a kid walking a thousand miles on his own, like he's like in a different state. They say it was far, far away from the uh, origin of where, where Let, he, he. Let's just say like a mile or so, because that's pretty far for like any child to walk. But a thousand miles, I believe he'll be out of Germany. He'll be like. <laughs> Hang on, hang on one second, because as as we talk about this, I'm googling because I'm I'm pretty sure it was a thousand miles, but I could be wrong. We will see. <laughs> The kid was hiding in France all along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I couldn't even imagine. Could you just, like, imagine being, like, a parent in that situation? No. Like, I'm going to be... I'll be freaking the hell out. I'm going to be real about this. Like, if my kid... If this is my kid... First of all, we're going to have to hose your ass down outside. Yeah. Second of all, don't touch nothing. You're not getting in my car. <laughs> I'm going to be more like, I'm going to be grateful that you're okay, but I'm going to be like... Super like watching them like a hawk? No, 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 no. I'm going to be fucking freaking out. Like you're covered in shit and piss and all that other stuff. Like you was in the sewer. You're not touching anything. Like Oh yeah, definitely. But he probably has to spend a few days in the hospital too. Right. That's gonna be they <laughs> <laughs> clean him up before you bring him home. <laughs> but I, I can see this like being a funny story years later down the line because if that was like my son or daughter and they happened to survive that whole entire ordeal, I'd be like, Man, anyway, I should shoot took you. Okay, I was wrong, guys. So it's three hundred yards. <laughs> okay, so that's drastically different from a thousand oh my miles. Gosh. I don't know where I got a thousand from. So 300 yards, so let's just say a good few blocks. I mean, uh, mm, I mean, he at least won good, one good title, which is more than I can say when I was eight. Hide and seek champion. I'm only I, making light of this because I the mean, kid yeah, he's, a, he, he's good. But no, I was going to say, like, I wonder is this a new world record for hide and seek? <laughs> I'm not I know, there's some people still hiding, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this would fuck up. <laughs> like I've been playing hide and seek with my dad for years, and I still haven't saw him. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Find me later, son. I'm gonna get a pack of cigarettes." Mm -mm -mm -mm. Uh, just kidding. Okay, before we close the uh, what's going on segment, we do have to mention that Brittany Griner, the WNBA player who was detained in Russia about three months ago. She's still in Russia. She's still being held. They just set her trial date. Really? Yeah. For those who don't know, she was detained for allegedly having um, marijuana vapors, which, you know, Russia has strict drug laws. So she did have them. She's put herself in a bad situation where she's facing up to 10 years in a Russian prison. Well, here's the thing with anything that involves Russia, especially at this moment, allegedly is a loose term. Right. Because right. they could have just been like, oh, she has marijuana. Well, there's another after her. There's another story about a uh, a man. He went there in 2016 for a wedding, and mm -hmm. they locked him up for espionage. Saying that he was a spy. Mm-hmm. And let it, me guess, he was not a spy. He was just there for a damn wedding. That's what his family and his friends said, and the Russian government is convinced uh, that he was there to be a spy. But, but in, this is like... You know, the communist government, they're going to arrest you for whatever the fuck they want to. Right. Because, like, like even if you're from there, you can get arrested for anything. It, if they want you gone, they can get you gone. You know, what's sad is that these stories don't get attention. Like, especially Britney being a black WNBA player. Like, they haven't said, the United States hasn't said very much about her and getting her released. Why? And they don't want Putin to use her as a pawn, but it's like too late. She's a WNBA player. She's a, a gold medalist. Um, 
she's an Olympian. So, like, she's going to be a pawn. She's a celebrity. She stands out. She's six foot, I think she's six foot seven, something like that. She's tall. Like, yeah, she's tall. She's black. She's a lesbian. Like, this is a horrible situation for her to be in and be in that country, especially during this time when Ukraine and Russia are going at it. And then, you know. Like, right now, they're probably going to use her for, like, a political, political scheme, which... Like, I, I have no idea why America is not going to fight to get their own people back. That's what irritates we me. We don't have a leg to stand on right now, especially when it comes to diplomacy between the United States and Russia. I mean, it's crippled right now. It was bad before, but now it's, it's worse. And just to clear this up, the reason she was there, WNBA players don't make as much as an NBA player. And they go overseas a lot so they could make money that they don't make here. She was playing for a Russian women's league. And when the war with Ukraine broke out, she was trying to leave. And she was detained at the airport while she was trying to leave for people who don't know. So, I mean, it's a lot of issues there. It's a lot of issues. And like I said, she was just going over there trying to earn her, you know, and just earn, like, money and everything. And then all of a sudden you get arrested and now you're, a quote, unquote, just a politician pawn. She was arrested for a whole month before anyone found out, before they released anything about her being detained. Yeah, like, did, did she, like, talk to any, like, family members in between just saying, hey, I'm trying to get that help She called out. her wife. She called her wife. She she called her wife and let her know that, you know, they have her sitting in the room. She didn't know what was going on. Well, yeah, you really don't know if you're going to be arrested, arrested. Right. But I say within the first 24 hours, if I don't see you in a, you know, a airport or anything, I would be calling my local governments. I mean, Maxine Water, um, she's a representative in California. She's spoken out. And you have the WNBA who's, like, backing her, but you don't have a lot of mainstream news sources. That you don't have the her. whole entire bulk of the U.S. government, you know, saying something. But, I mean, what can we do when we're we're basically at it with Russia over Ukraine? Uh, and we're, we're, you know, we're putting all this money over there, and it's already a bad situation. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to go into the Ukraine We don't have war. nothing to bargain for for... I mean, right now, like... We don't have a leg to stand on. Only thing we can do is just wait at this point because our government is pretty much a joke at this point. I mean, she she's facing 10 years, and I feel so bad for her. And I would just like to ask everyone who's listening, like, say a prayer for Brittany because no one deserves to be set up like that and be in a foreign country, being an American citizen, and, you know... You, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't... And prisons are, in Russia or any other communist state, is a lot worse than the United States, comparatively. It, it can be. It yeah. can be. Because yeah. they, they sometimes usually put, like, labor camps. Especially if you're foreign. They usually put you in, like, labor camps and well, she looked, until you die. There was a picture of her um, when they set her trial. She looked good. She looked healthy. She didn't look distressed or anything, so... Is she wearing a full body suit? No, she's, it looks like she's wearing, like, sweats. But she looked good. She didn't look crazy or anything. It's not like a North Korea when they sent that boy Otto back. Yeah, it's just not, dead. not completely malnourished or anything. Yeah. Okay, as long like, even then, they're still not taking proper care for her because I believe they're just using this for the merits to their own means. I mean, this is basically war, so, I mean... Yeah, but civilians should not be caught up in, you know... If, like, Paul... At the end of the day, civilians should not be pawns to move, even though the civilians are actually leading the way through it. Well, just say a prayer for Brittany, and I'm I'm definitely going to keep you guys posted as they release more information on Brittany. And so the Listen Up podcast, we send you wishes, and hopefully you have a safe return home, Brittany. This is our next segment called Go Off. I was supposed to do it. Oh, you were supposed to do it? Yeah. Well, this is my go off now. <laughs> Don't you hate it when hosts say it's their turn, but it's actually your turn? Be right there. <sighs> so this next segment is your favorite segment. It's my favorite segment. And this is where we go to this is where we go to fuck off on wherever the fuck we want to. You have a good go off, E? Yeah, I have a pretty damn good fucking go off. <laughs> my go off is you know when you're driving and you when you're just <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. But when you have the complete right away, you have the complete right away. You have the green light. You're ready to go. And it's been the green light forever. And you see one motherfucker decides to turn like a left fucking turn out of the fucking blue. And he's like driving like this minivan or mini car. And you're almost about to hit him, but you stop on the brakes for the last damn fucking second. It's mainly because I'm, I drive like a big fuck off truck. And if anything like smaller than my own truck comes to me, I'm going to accidentally kill you and I'm going to need therapy over that shit. And also this goes to the same rule when it applies to parking lots. Go slow like during when you're pulling out of the parking lot, damn it. Because like I just encountered just today some fucker, you know, driving away from the parking lot. I get it. You want to get out of work fast because you can't stay in the place just like me. But, and you don't want to spend as much time as you want on there. But at the same time, don't get yourself killed by, you know, speeding out of the damn parking lot, not knowing your surroundings because I might come out of the corner and just hit the fuck out of you. I actually seen something like that when I was younger working for Kroger. Um, we had a one way and this is like early in the morning, mm -hmm. say like eight o'clock. So this girl in this like little beater mm -hmm. was trying to zoom up out of the uh, parking lot. And I'm sitting here just looking because I'm gathering carts and kind of like uh, a F-150 with the grill. Mm -hmm. This truck was coming at the same time and boom, he got out. There was nothing wrong with him. He got out, looked at her car. Her car was smashed further and he shrugged his shoulders, got back in his car and went about his day. And I was just looking like that was stupid because you could have totally avoided that but you know hopefully she got to wherever she was going <laughs> <laughs> exactly because it's just like i like when you drive something that big you have to keep in mind of all the smaller vehicles and then pretty soon one of these days if i, if I keep on encountering the shit i will accidentally hurt somebody really badly in that shit well i hope you don't i hope i don't either because i know if i you know maim or you know accidentally kill somebody that's going to be on my conscience for the rest of my life well i mean you, with, with that I, I just think if you're recklessly driving and you you have to have accountability for your safety as well and I'm talking about the person who's zooming out in a smaller car in front of your big ass truck. Like, I think it's crazy for anyone to want to do that. And there's nothing, you know. Because I'm not going to veer out of my way and go into the other lane and hurt somebody else that was minding their own damn business. If I have you to. You might not have that. I know you're supposed to have, like, reaction time. But life happens so fast that sometimes those reaction times don't happen the way they're supposed to happen. So it's just, like, be careful. If you're, if you're driving a smaller, especially if you're driving a smaller car, be careful out there don't drive like you're fucking crazy i'm like you're in such a rush exactly and what is your go off b rock okay i'm about to make a few people mad i'm pretty sure and just Welcome. so have you ever heard of the tupac song called keep your head up yes i've heard of it okay do you know what that song's about i believe that song was just uh wasn't there like riots in la at that time and a black woman got killed over it a black teenager got killed not over the riots it was the star of the la riots okay she was killed why she was buying juice and basically the store owners thought she was still in there was some kind of comfort confrontation that took place and they ended up killing her mm. and tupac made a song called keep your head up it's about her it's about black women in general about their struggle about how you know black men need to uplift black women because that was the start of the bitches and hoes phase of hip-hop okay and i would like to like just phrase like th this is like before my time and i'm pretty much aging myself at this this is like before i was like even knowledgeable of this happening it happened in 92 you wasn't even born <laughs> yeah i was not even close to being born yet i was not even a thought so and plus my tupac knowledge is not 100 there because i'm not an avid listener of hip-hop right no i'm more of a biggie fan but besides that this i've grew up with this song mm -hmm. and recently with everything that happened with the supreme court and overturning mm -hmm. uh Roe versus wade um, you have a bunch of white women who are now using a section of the song. And is it the just you know, just a women part? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're using hang on one second, because I'm actually gonna I mean use the right song for the right context, basically. Okay. So the part that they seem to be using is since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman and our game from a woman, I wonder why we hate our women, why we rape our women. They used that part for this anti-abortion message. Problem is, you could enjoy the music, you could relate to it, but you're misinterpreting what what the song is about. You're watering down the message behind the song and who, who it was specifically for. The issue at hand is you have black women who are content creators on TikTok. They're telling white women and other women 
this song is not for you. That song is not about this. This song was for us and it's about our struggle. And instead of like listening and being like receptive to what you're being told, once again, they're ignoring what these women are saying and using it. And it's, and it's wrong because the song was not made for white women to go on TikTok and talk about anti-abortion laws. It wasn't it wasn't for that. You're you're downplaying the memory of the young lady who was killed. So so they're basically just taking the original concept and morphing it into their own. They're basically cherry picking. Mm, which and, is not right because that song was specifically made for that person. But my question is this, where where were all these TikTokers when Brianna Taylor was killed? What why weren't we using that song for her? Yeah, that song would have made more sense in that context than this context. Like, even though it's still a big issue, it was not the issue that it was needed for. No, there's other songs that, that could be used. Yeah, there that are, can pertain to women's rights. other songs that, yes, that, that a woman could use for that. But my thing is, like, where the hell do you have the gall? You're protesting that your rights are being trampled on and you're not being heard, but yet you're turning around. You're not listening to a community. You yeah you're turning around and you're you're trying to justify why you're using this song in, in this manner and you're being told like hey it's not your song it's not for you not everything has to be inclusive the artist even has a video of him in a class surrounded by black women rapping the song to him that was for them and it should be for them it, everything doesn't have to be shared I don't I'm a firm believer and then as an artist too don't misconstrue his work and what what he stood for the album was the song was on an album called strictly for my niggas like how do you relate to that i find it pretty hard to be relatable how do you relate to like they're cutting off the uh first verse of the song says uh the blacker the berry the sweeter the juice the darker the skin the deeper the roots they're um they're wandering down so they're just basically just cherry picking the lyrics they even want to use for all women no it's not it's not for all of you you you're you're cherry picking the song you're you're fucking ruining the song and the message behind the song and that's where i'm getting offended as a black person like you know we let people come into our community and then they take 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 and it's honestly disgusting what's going on with the song and i mean it's disgusting what's happening with the supreme court but let's keep it a buck right now because i know we're gonna talk about this soon but white women were out here voting for a Republican Party in droves. It was 60% white women who voted for Trump and for all this shit to happen. Now y'all need to go figure out an anthem, a song, and fix this shit because you need the black women. But y'all weren't caping for black women when they were being discriminated with, with their hair or being judged about their sizes of their ass or their breasts like you didn't see many many of that even as a black man i could say that i don't have like white guys caping for me to wear my hair naturally mm-hmm. like we're, we're judging so many arenas like if it's something specifically for us it's for us it's not for everybody yeah you can listen to it you can enjoy it you can like it but understand it's not about you everything is not about you y'all need to stop trying to use the the black community because you need numbers when we've been telling you guys for the longest i'm i'm just saying we've been telling you guys for the fucking longest how things were, were going but once again our voices are always muffled so I feel I feel a way about this on two two things. I'm a black man, and that song was directed at my sisters and my black sisters. That was their that's their song. It's about their struggle. And as an artist, like you you don't misinterpret my work, especially when I tell you what the work is, what it's for. Don't muddy it. Yeah, especially if, like if like Tupac like came out and say it's, it's you know it's, it's obscurity is up to the interpretation. Then yeah, you can use it as that. But if he just strictly says, hey, this is the work for this selected group of people then that's that work of selected group I mean, of people I l- mean l- let's give it a buck uh, when Avery's Alba was rumored to be James Bond oh white people was in a fucking uproar about that shit and that's a fictional question he's been white since James Bond came came out that can't be 007 that's what that was what I was reading I mean they were uh, talking about this, this has been going on for like years especially when it comes to like book characters for some reason like about the girl in, in Hunger Games how she had I all, mean even all those e- people saying all that racist shit to her because she played a fictional fucking character those are the people that didn't actually read the books because Ruth's like skin tone was like never mentioned it her skin tone could but they had the idea that she was white and it was it was an up 
uproar. No, only like skin tone that you knew was like PETA's and the main characters. But Everybody else was subjects. But I'm when I, what I'm getting at is like you have a lot of white people who want things to be for them and want history to be for them. And this narrative of this song was for every woman because I've read a couple of those comments and it was saying on TikTok like, oh, this is for everybody. This is for every woman. No, it's, the fuck is not. It's not. He said it wasn't and he didn't. He said this is strictly for my niggas. This is he was talking about brothers and sisters. We, y'all don't call each other that. Like, that really, like, that, I'm sorry. That set, that set me the fuck off because it's just like... I mean, especially when the artist put it bluntly. Hey, when the is... artist put it bluntly and you know, no, but it's, it's just a bunch of disregard going on. But then you have, like, this is also false in the subject of pure ignorance because they're not willing to look at the lyrics and understand what they really they truly hear mean. hear those fucking lyrics. I don't care. If I was white and I hear the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice, the darker the flesh, the deeper the roots, I know that's not, you're not talking to me. Like, if, if I go remake Sweet Home Alabama to uh, Sweet Home Michigan or Louisville, <laughs> uh, people are going to have an issue with me. Or if a black woman starts singing Miss American Pie, y'all going to have an issue because we know that they were referring to a southern white woman. But I'm, I'm just wondering, like, when it comes to, like, terms of fictional characters like when you brought up the 007 thing who, who honestly gives a fuck about 007 enough of the community to uh make a petition for that not to happen it's a whole thing every time a black person wants to play a fictional character even i know i'm segway again but even when we cosplay it, it, they, they, they don't look like that they were white like you, you hear that shit like it's in the culture but but if you guys want to point out that we're gatekeeping a song but it was a song specifically for Meanwhile, you guys have been women. gatekeeping, been gatekeeping before, like been they want to get they, away they, from they, the gates. They gate gatekeep fucking fictional characters and music and fucking statues of racist Confederate people. They gatekeep all that shit. I still don't understand why they still have like all the statues of Confederate soldiers. To be honest, because they're gatekeeping, because it's culture, it's history, it's and a, I mean, I guess it's I history, it. but they fucking lost. <laughs> I mean, it was a bunch of traitors when you look at it and you, you're proud to wave that flag of a traitor in, in the country that you lost to. I mean, I, I I guess. Every time when I see like that rebel flag fly somewhere, I just laugh because I'm just like, you're supporting a bunch of fucking losers. I mean, hey, you're... some people say it's a sign and a badge of Southern heritage, but we're not here for that right now. We're talking about Tupac being whitewashed for their agenda. And while I do agree that it should never abortion law should never been overturned but i don't agree with using tupac and black women and black people to try to get your message y'all need to do better figure out uh, a shania twain song you can use uh taylor swift there, i mean there's plenty of artists that make music that they could use for this message but that and plus there's plenty of like artists like i'm pretty sure on the web has created music specifically for this situation i mean use something else that, that song has a special like for so many black women I know that song has a special place in their heart, you know, especially if they've been through a struggle because that song is about is a black woman's struggle. So, like I said, pick another song. I don't, I'm, I'm positive. Oh, but I don't, just don't understand, like, why just choose the songs out of, like, a myriad of all the other songs? I don't know. It, and it, I'm like, that's a long-ass song, so how the fuck did y'all, like, even figure this out? Because I know it just takes, like, one person to use that phrase before it, like, catches on to TikTok. Mm -hmm. but, the, but the main problem is, like, you're misrepresenting the fucking song. You're misrepresenting the song. It's not for you. You're not black. It's not for you. You're not brown. Not for you. I, I'm unapologetic about it. Like he he said, who it was for, and just to have the gall to sit there and be like, well, it was for every woman. It was for every. No, it's not. No, it's not. I understand being able to relate to a rhyme or a couple of bars, but when you're nicely asked to, hey, back the fuck off. This is not. Yeah, for you. this is not for you. Respect it, cause y'all want y'all want a lot of respect. But y'all put y'all, but I will say this, y'all put yourselves in this position. I mean, 60% white women voted for Trump and he selected those Supreme Court people who overturned the law. So you put yourself in that fucking position and black women did go out there because I remember you had like Stacey, you had Maxine, you had a whole bunch of black women telling you what was going to happen and Trump got into office and he got these judges in there and now, you know, it's the fruit of your labor. 
So you need to figure the shit out. Use a different song. I mean, that's all I gotta say until we have our uh, actual uh, discussion about the subject. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah and, which is reasonable because, like I said, art is very pick and choosy. Yeah, but you pick and choose uh, your audience. But and he, come on, if and, I, he, and he knew his audience when he wrote that. Yeah. So and that's what his because he's a very pro. Okay, a little about Tupac because I was gonna wrap it up, but I'm gonna spit some knowledge. Tupac mom is a Black Panther, mm-hmm. so he was raised around that. And his earlier work, he's not just a gangster rapper like everyone tries to make him out to be. That was his later work before, right before he died. But if you go back to his earlier things, he was very poetic. He was very Afrocentric. So his music was directed at that. Yeah, he had his like urban hits and everything, but he was very like African black power. Because wasn't it like a statistic that most of his uh, work is just pretty much poetry? Yeah, he had a whole book of poetry. Yeah, so it's pretty much like just But you know what you're getting into. I'm not gonna like take a Billy Ray Cyrus song and be like... (laughs) What, his only good one? And be like, this is this is now for gay rights. Y'all would have a fucking fit. I just can't imagine what or or Tim McGraw song. This is now for gay rights. Yeah, uh huh, honey. Like y'all would be fucking like upset. It'd be pitchforks and every fucking thing. I'd be the fucking devil. He, how dare he? Mike, what's funny is because I can actually like imagine the I mean, situation when you play it out. If, if they're getting upset over fictional characters, like but I'm just more upset that you know the actual wound that the song was about is being muffled. Yeah, saying that oh this is not for you, even though their whole entire lives they knew and, this song was for them. And I gotta call out TikTok too because there was a black creator on there. She just posted this song is not for you guys. There was nothing dramatic or anything. They have she's just re- saying the truth. She's like but they. But they have it where you have to click on unhide her her stuff to see it. Really? So they're yeah, but this so they're really muting her voice. This is how they do it. And then all these white creators, they're not they're not saying like, okay, you know, this is have the whole fucking song in in there. If you're gonna do this, have the whole fucking song. Have the blacker the berry, the (laughs) the sweeter the juice line. Have it all in there because it's it's a deep song. It's a deep song. So definitely like. Check the song out and don't take away like I'm opposed to, you know, using music or anything. But this song is a very special song to many black women out there. So use it in context. Yes. Use it in the context. Use it if you're going to talk about Breonna Taylor or some, you know, or another black woman. Do it. Do it then. But this song is not yours and be respectful. Okay, this next segment is called What Are You Listening To? What Are You Watching? What Are You Reading? What Are You Doing With Your Life? <laughs> so, what are you doing with your life, Ryan? You mean, what am I listening to? <laughs> making, all, all of the above. You're making new segments. <laughs> I am guilt tripping you. Oh, God. Okay, so what I've been listening to is a group called Camp Low. They're a hip-hop group from New York. Okay. Well, actually, it's a duel, I should say. Um, They had a big song called uh, Lucini, a.k.a. This Is It. That was, like, their big hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooley High, Black Nunchuck, a.k.a. Come On. They, they're they really good. They're really lyrical. Um, If you're familiar with, like, Mop Deep, you would definitely like this group. I know they didn't get, like, a fair shot in the industry. Like, they have a lot of things, like, happen. But they're very talented. They, they still actually, like, make music. I've listened to a little bit of their uh, newer things. But it doesn't hit, like, uh, Luchini, a.k.a. This Is It. Like, that beat alone is just, like, fantastic. Okay. So what about you? What you listening to? The only artist that newer that I'm listening to is... I've been rever- reverting back to old songs that I referenced before. But I've been listening to Aurora and her song Runaway. I don't know. It's just something that I add to the writing list. Okay. It's just, just like one of those songs that you can just drift away and just barely pay attention to the lyrics. Nice. I love songs like that. When you get lost into the music and the words and it just takes you somewhere else. Yeah. But on the other hand, what have you been watching or reading? Okay. So I've been watching a new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is that that one show where everybody's overly dramatic? They can be. It's a, it's an interesting show. I, I really like it. I like the addition of Marlo Hampton being added as the main cast member because she, to me, is bringing it. Drew is cool too. Uh, of course, I love Candy. I mean, who can't? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just staring over here, just giving you the blank stare. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. 
I mean, they have such a good, oh yeah, Kenya Moore. And these are the cast members. I like love them all. They, they actually did really, a really good job incorporating some new girls into the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, but no, this is like, I know it's messy, but it's, it's so good. Like the storyline is so good. Like you, you have Marlo Hampton, she's raising her nephews and she's like pretty much a single woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have Candy. She comes from R and B group called escape back in like the nineties. They were like really big and she's built an empire while she's been on the show. Like she hustles. She has a sex toy line. She's doing a play. She has restaurants she writes music she produces damn so pretty much like a boss yeah yeah it's amazing because i've watched this because i struggled to do one thing and she's over here like running like 15 (laughs) corporations i'm just like damn she's acting now how how the hell does she find time for herself like does she like she has kids she has three of them well four because she she's married and he had a, a child before they have two together she had one and she's just doing all i mean it's inspirational just seeing her story and seeing her like really come up shit that made me feel lazy but she wrote uh for you you had to hear tlc scrubs no <laughs> oh my god i don't watch tv i mean you have sisters so i'm just kind of surprised like well not one of them are into r&b or hip-hop <laughs> I, I believe like early 90s hip-hop they yeah they love, would but... she, they would know uh escape if if they were into it but she she's wrote like a lot of good songs and ed sure sure you know him right no the shape of you no. oh god like we're gonna have to have like a R&B and hip hop night one night cause well anything like newer that I, it's just like when it comes down to like TV or very popular media I don't see it <laughs> I got you. But but I digress. Uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta is basically what I've been watching. I've been enjoying it. So what about you? You've been watching anything interesting? YouTube, Instagram. Whatever we kids do. Our Zoomer <laughs> selves. <laughs> snorting pixie sticks, uh, pixie sticks and just on our skateboards going. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, no, I've actually been reading, like, the Edgar Allan Poe collection. Oh, okay, okay. And let me tell you, whenever they say it's, you know, certain stories are a classic, they only mean those certain stories are classics. Do you like The Raven? I love The Raven, but I'm, like, this is a, com- uh, like, a compile of, like, all of his wife's works, and half of them bore the shit out of me. <laughs> like, absolutely bore the shit out of me. Singer Yutada, she's from Japan. Mm-hmm. She actually did a song inspired by The Raven. I'll have to play it for you. Oh, shit. That, that, yeah. Is it, like, all in Japanese, or is it No, it's, a, it's in English. It was for an English album. It's, like, actually really good. Oh, wow. That, that actually sounds pretty fucking legit, to be honest. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to play it for you. But other besides that, I just been watching like documentaries about writers and that's kind of eh, tragic sweet thank you guys for listening to listen up with b rye ak and e to the b and ak if you're out there we miss you and we hope that you come back and i'm gonna figure out what this string is about what this note is about we're gonna find you i still need to eat i can't find oh you oh my god you shut the hell up about eating you don't need to eat <laughs> one tic tac away from having thunder thighs <laughs> So, AK, please return safely to us. We miss you. We love you. And everyone else, keep listening up. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 